LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 231. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronimas. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Evan Williams Whiskey. Evan Williams Whiskey. Mmm, that shit goes down good. And Hall's met eucalyptus of throat drops because goddamn my voice is gone. Aww. And I'll get into that during my my uh, weekend day, so you know we'll get into that later. So, <clears throat> God, we are live tonight, week of September first, two thousand fifteen. Holy shit! It's September. Where the yep. hell is this year going? I don't know, but I'm just glad summer was the way it was. You know what I'm saying? Eh, it could have been better. Uh, and I won't make it to the shore until after Labor Day, so there's that. Well, this It'll still technically be summer, but... But look eh. at it this way. If you went during the peak season, we'd have to bail you out of jail. Do you know how many bennies you'd be punching left and right? We, we can't afford that. They're not as numerous on the Jersey Shore, you know, down on Wildwood in the Ocean City where I tend to go. Yeah, they tend to stay up towards my area. But you never know. You always got that one person with a great idea and they come a-running. Like hipsters in Brooklyn. At uh, least the Bennies don't drive up the rent down on the Jersey Shore on the boardwalk. Don't say it too loudly. That shit might just happen. No, it mm. just drives up the uh, hotel costs and shit. Yep. Yeah, if... The excursion we're taking at the end of September happened, say, at the end of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd probably all be paying each of us quadruple what we're paying now. <sighs> That's they they jack that shit up. And that pay in that case, we'd be commuting back and forth from the Jersey studios. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, Christ Almighty. As I was saying, we're live week of September 1st, 2015, right here on the Vogue Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Um, excuse me. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. And there's an IRC link. If you click on that, it'll bring you right into the default chat room. If you don't want to go through all that, just go to live.vognetwork.com. Put in your screen name, rock and roll, and have fun. Uh, don't forget, uh, check-ins are now live, so check into the podcast so you can earn some awesome points. And we have a new um, giveaway that's coming through at the end of the month. Um, I don't have much information on it. More details will be coming next week. And don't forget to check out the forums, because every week we will post a, re- a summary of each podcast. So we want to hear from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. God, my voice is kind of sort of shot, but I'm doing the best. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. I, like I said, I'll get into that when, whenever I can uh, during weekend day. So, speaking of weekend day, Ari, how was yours? Uh, let's see. Most of it was work centered, and I had a major, you know, 
major problem because my health insurance had been terminated without my knowledge sometime around the end of May. Because the because <clears throat> of the two unionated man, union mandated raises I got, mm-hmm. which totaled a dollar more an hour. Mm-hmm. They they pushed me over the limit for the uh, <clears throat> income limit for the insurance plan I had. Uh. And they just decided to drop me cold turkey. And also, yep. Yeah, needless to say, working part time like twenty hours a week. That is not nearly enough for me to actually sustain myself. So I've been going for about two and a half months now with no medical insurance. But thankfully, I managed to <coughs> I managed to call the healthcare.gov's phone number, mm-hmm. and they and it took like forty-five minutes between talking and waiting, putting on hold. But I actually got a plan signed up now. It's not nearly as good as what I had, but hell, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I, I feel you. I've been going eight months without coverage, so yeah. That's not good. Actually, I went a month. I actually went a month with it, but when they were, I realized that it's a hundred bucks a week for the, for this, and I, and I can get it through other places cheaper. I cancel that shit just like that. Fuck hmm. that. Yeah, but uh, hopefully the hopefully the co-pays on the prescriptions won't fucking kill me. Thankfully, the monthly payment's only like 20-some-odd bucks. And other than that, it's... I did a tour swap. I did a shift switch with uh, someone last week who's going to be working my... like, the next... uh, uh, Thursday and Friday for me, so I'll have four days off this week. Nice. Just happens to be good for me because, you know... I might not do a whole lot of shit, but hell, I just want to have that time to relax. Also, <clears throat> also, I'm going to go check out the Art of the Brick at the Franklin Institute this weekend. Ooh, lucky. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, very boring. Mm. Um, I have been working, and you okay there? Yeah, no, I'm just reading what he wrote. Um, yeah, so I've been working a lot, and uh, yeah, getting the house ready because I got an apartment. Yeah, so November 20th, I will be officially moving out of the place I'm in now and into an apartment with my cousin. Awesome. Yeah, excited. Is it expensive? Of course it's expensive. Everything in Jersey is expensive. Mm -hmm. Not the gas, not anymore at least. Just well, wait till the holidays. there's a reason for that. Just wait till the holidays. But yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. I've been trying to do a little bit of work every day in the house. And going back and forth to work. It's a bitch. Hmm. But hey, like, things seem to be working out for you, so... 
Doing better yeah. than me, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it really did work out um, that she was like, oh, hey, you know, I know you're still looking and you have to move. Um, do you want to move in together? So, yeah, that was kind of dropped on my lap and worked out. Mm. But, I mean, it's been a pain in the ass looking for somewhere to go, finding something that the two of us could afford, so, uh, finding somewhere that took cats. So, yeah, that's really it for me. Okay. Well, my weekend day has been pretty good. Um, if you can't tell, my voice is kind of sort of shot. Um, what it is is that some of y'all who have worked at, like, Best Buy and some locations, it's just, you know, you have, like, well, it's like this. We have a store chant, and our work schedule, our work weeks are from Wednesday to Sunday because there's nobody in the offices on the weekend so that's when we come in and do our training and that's when we just turn up like we just start getting loud we we blast the music to kind of get motivated and all that cool stuff so we're learning to chant and we're all just screaming it and yelling it and I'm just going balls deep with the ch- with the store chant so that's pretty much why my voice is gone and I've been eating halls like it's friggin candy you know so and I'm also coating it with this nice, um, Jack Coke and whiskey. Mm. That's some good stuff. So pretty much training has been going really well. Um, the last two days of it, we were up uh, playing Xbox. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? That was kind of fun. And, um, and like I said, one of my managers... Dude is a gamer. He loves Barcade, so I think I may have gotten him to listen to OLR. So see if he'll listen to us next. I don't know about that, but I do know there are some anime fans that I do work with, so I'll definitely be spreading the word. One of my coworkers was rocking a Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F T-shirt, so that was pretty cool. Um, as I mentioned to y'all before, like last week, I had that flood. I pretty mm-hmm. much cleaned and pretty much scrubbed the living fuck out of my carpet. So it's, and I've been burning incense and candles and stuff to kind of help. Let's just say I finally got it down. So within the next couple of days, there'll be an extremely faint scent of like whatever it is that you know that there's been a flood. So I'm hoping that'll be gone too. And also. Today, I needed to refocus my energy and stuff like that, so I went into my closet and started throwing out old boxes, so just so you know, Ari, Mako, and everyone, the ones people I bought, I built computers for, I've been keeping those boxes, like all the parts and stuff, just in case I needed to tell you, like, pull something out so I could put it in a box and ship it off. I think by now, both your machines are good to go, and if there is an issue, it won't cost that much to replace the part and just drop it in, so... All uh-huh. those boxes I'm going to cut down and just put it out for recycling, probably if not tonight, tomorrow. And right uh, where is I was just thinking, where is Barcade? Uh, they're all over the They're kind of sort of all over the place, but for y'all... The I know, co- there's one in Philly and Fishtown. Yeah, there's Philly, and then there's one in Jersey City. 
and New York. Yeah, I'm not sure which one you were going to because I'm thinking, sweet, let's go hang out there. I, it, it depends. Like, I mean, you got the original location in Brooklyn. You got 14th Street, which has mo- a lot of fighting games. You got 23rd Street, which has a full um, restaurant. You got Chelsea Piers, and then you got those two places that we mentioned before. And I believe there is another location. Um, Coming soon that I've been hearing about, so I'm up to check in on that soon. So, yeah, the one in Philly doesn't have any fighting games at all. Eesh. But I do know what supposedly from what someone had told me, they kick up the difficulties like the max level, so you just can't sit there and like house the game on a quarter. But you said they kick up the difficulty. Wouldn't you get wrecked completely? Well, I think it's enough where, you know, you have to shuck a few quarters to get through the game, something like that. That's what you call smart smart business tactics. Just think about it. If you had an arcade and, and people could beat the games in under a quarter, but if you kicked it up a little bit and and you started dropping, and people were dropping like 2 $3 into the game to get through it, how else would you make money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> and that's basically has been my week and day. So yeah. Okay, we're gonna go ahead take our first break. Actually, before we go into the break, I do want to make a quick programming note. Um, I'll make a post on this on the website and on the Facebook page. Um, for some of you all who don't already know I'm actually I go to school part-time in the evenings Mondays and Wednesdays when this class ends my next class switches over to Tuesdays and Thursdays there's no way for me around this so when I find out when that starts uh, anime jam session will be starting at 10 p.m. and we'll be going to 11 15 give or take we'll be compressing the musical breaks to one we'll be playing like two or three songs tops instead of like four and five. Um, the show may start a little bit early, give or take, depending on how the classes go, if I can get out a little early. Uh, pre-show will probably be cut down to one or two songs, depends on how things go. So, if you tune in at 9.30 and you're still hearing like the regular Vogue station, relax, we're on at 10, so just stand fast and we'll be good to go. And I think that's it. And, um, yeah, we'll be back.
Right. Uh, before we continue, um, as y'all know, on <clears throat> last week's episode, uh, Mako-chan couldn't join us because internet went out. So, and trust me, that is an issue if internet goes out. Because God forbid, if my network goes out, there won't be a show. <laughs> mm. So, in doing so, I just I went to my staff. And I asked uh, a brave soul to join us for last week's show to kind of even things up. Because personally, I feel better if we can do a show with one female voice on there. You know, for to cover all sides of the topic. And so Ichigo decided to take take a shot and join in, and she got some amazing feedback. So I decided, you know what? Let's bring her on this week's show with Mako-chan, even things up, and there's a possibility they might jump me tonight. So, and for the record, because of my voice, I probably cannot fight back as best I possibly can. So, uh, Ichigo, welcome to the show again. <laughs> like we jump you when you're weakest, um... Hey guys, it's me. I'm Ichigo, and I'm happy to be back with you guys today. Um, it's really exciting, and I'm sorry if I've got a lot of excitement in my voice. I'm making up for being kind of sick all day, um, kind of slept until like all hours. But then I got up and made Rice Krispie Treats with chocolate, so hey, night energy. Woot! Did you just say Rice Krispie Treats with chocolate? Hell yeah, with chocolate Nutella mixed together right on top. Uh, nice. Call her out to Shinji and Sarah for saying hi and and kind of cheering my name. I feel kind of like a Japanese idol. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so, hey, so uh, Ari, Mako, road trip. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, uh, we got a fold out couch and uh, and I'm 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 a fairly good cook. I, I'd say I haven't killed anyone quite yet. What would be the best thing you've ever prepared? Um, well, you know, actually, last night, Uh-oh. like, in the morning, I made eggless banana bread, and it turned out pretty darn good. What'd you use in place of the eggs? Um, flaxseed with water and cinnamon applesauce. Hmm. And it turned out, like, the best banana bread I've ever eaten in my life, and I love banana bread, so, hella... Well, I don't know if you know this, uh, Ichigo, but Mako is our resident pastry chef and cook, so she does some amazing stuff in the kitchen, so... That's amazing. We shall... Uh, our powers combine. I've got peanut butter pie in my refrigerator. Oh, peanut butter pie. I love peanut butter. It's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Oh, I'm, boy. Hey, without the, the Buckeye part, I got bored halfway through, and... 
I just made the peanut butter bottles. Because <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since it was late that I put this list together, I want to save the first article for last because that's going to tie into the open forum topic. So whoever would like to take the first story, be my guest. Mm. Uh, let's see. I actually uh, don't have anything pulled up right now, so just give me a second. Okay. Fine, I'll take it. Go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Link Horizon is performing the opening theme for Attack on Titan Junior High TV anime. Wait, what? <laughs> I... I think... Someone, <laughs> someone's high school AU fanfic got made into an anime? Something like that. It's the first I'm hearing of it. <clears throat> anyway... The official website for the television anime adaptation of Saki no Nakagawa's Attack on Titan Junior High spin-up manga announced on Monday that Link Horizon will perform the show's opening theme song, Seishun Wahanabi yo Yoni, Youth is Like Fireworks. Link Horizon will distribute a song online st starting October 5th. The song has a spin-off-like aspect of Link Horizon's first opening theme song from the Attack on Titan anime, Guru no Yumiya which means Crimson Bow and Arrow. Link Horizon performed both opening theme songs for the Attack on Titan television anime series, and also performed the theme songs for the two anime compilation films. The official website also announced the anime's debut dates. The series will premiere on MBS on October 3rd at 25.58, effectively October 4th at 1.58 a.m. The series will also air on Tokyo MX, BS11, and RKK. Mm. And, uh... Given the title of this, I'm having flashbacks to Rock Lee's Springtime of Youth. Oh, the Rock Lee spin-off anime. Yeah, the yeah. cheapy, super deformed kind of shit. Anyone Rock Lee and Friends! <laughs> That's else actually the name of, of it. <laughs> the American name, anyway. Yes, it's Rock Lee and Friends. It's Battle of the Biggest Eyebrows in the Japanese version. It just doesn't translate well to English. I heard, the I heard it was called Springtime of Youth, so that's what I went with. Mm. Also, the chibified versions of, ev of everyone, according to the po on the poster, are disarmingly adorable. See, that reminds me of the um, webcomic I put on Mako-chan's Facebook earlier today. I must not have seen it. Comic. Attack on Muppet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was last night, actually. Oh, alright, last night. Oh, okay, alright, my bad. Yeah, that was cute. Seriously, little Chibi Mikasa looks uncomfortably cute. Well, she probably still has a six-pack. Probably. Mm. But what's interesting... Uh, I'm guessing working all the 3D maneuvering gear helps really tone the uh, core muscles. Pretty much. So, or just being terrified of giant giants wanting to eat your face. That could also assist. No, I, I thought that would, something like that would cause bowel failure. <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps, like, fight or flight comes into play. And if we go to the chat room at uh, live.vodnetwork.com, Sarah Ackerman says, Rock Lee versus Commander Irwin, who has the best eyebrows, and Akdef goes, attack on Nanny. Uh. And what's interesting is that, luckily through some e interesting connections, I was able to get a snippet of what the opening theme is, so I'm going to play it real quick. Oh, Wait, boy. first off, I have to say, Shinji, bad, no, that's wrong. There we go. 
that's nice. Are you sure this is from, this is from an anime in 2015? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> do you not remember this show? I do now! <laughs> well, it, it could be this. No, don't. I love this one, sorry. <laughs> Next clip. You do. I don't know about the See? Oh god, it's expository and everything. <laughs> what? I like that one, why'd you stop it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you just trying to look at so that I don't gang up on you later? I have no idea. I don't know why. A Titan named Scooby-Doo? It'll work. It'll sell. Oh my god, the Titan is crappy. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> oh god, I'm glad my drink was out in my hand. <laughs> Apologize for that. It just came out. I'm sorry. And here, so. And Act Deft is done. He is done. <laughs> anyway, going scrappy. back to God. what I was um, chastising Shinji for. Um. He says six pack abs and irritable bowel syndrome for uh yeah, for Mikasa. <sighs> yeah, that's terrible. Terrible. God. I think we're starting things off on a real high note here, so I don't know, it seems about the uh seems about par for what we're doing used to. <sighs> Anyway, what's next? A uh, love live and any mellow, which is something that I like. Can I have that one? Yay! Okay, you can have it then. Go Yay. for it. Okay, so for those of you who are idol fans, like I, mm, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I do enjoy the cutesiness that is encompassed by idols and their cuteness and the moe that they bring to the world. Mm. Love live and Idol Master performed together at Anime Low. Uh, Anime Low. Animello. Animello. I got this. 2015. Two of anime's largest idol franchises joined together for a special performance at Anime L Animello. Sorry. Summer Live 2015 on Friday. The cast of Love Live and Idol Master performed fan favorite songs Wonderful Rush, Kira Me Kira, No Brand Girls, and Go My Way! There's two exclamation marks. So. The event is live concert devoted to anime songs. Three days worth of concerts are taking over the Saitama Super Arena from the 30th, which is a few days past. These performances, or at least from that point in time, were including of Akino from Bless 4, Yuka Iguchi, Kanako Ito, Masayoshi Oishi, King Cream Soda, mm. Kurosaki, Natsumi Khan, Konomi Suzuki, Trust Trick, Irori no Mizu, Luna Haruna, <laughs> sorry, that's a fun name, mm. Back on, Mellow Cure, Mamoiro Clover Z, Lisa, Ray and Shiana 
Nishizawa. Please enjoy. I have to track down the album, for, the single for this, because <sighs> Eddie Mello is freaking awesome. Um, I actually have some of the music from it, and I actually have one of the concerts. It's like three DVDs. It, it's, well, think about it this way. It's, I guess you could say it's sort of like the Otakon Matsuri in a way. Just like three days. Think about it. What if you had an opportunity to go to like this awesome heavy metal concert? And all the heavy metal bands are there, and they're singing not just their songs, but other people's songs left and right, and you're just surrounded by diehard fans for three days. Sounds, Sounds like fun. some of the festivals I've been to. That's pretty much what any mellow is, and I think they rotate some of the people out every every year, every so often. Um... I actually have a couple of the Annie Mello songs. Pretty much every year, there's like a title theme, and a lot of the artists sing it together. And it's usually the song is anywhere from like six to ten minutes, something like that. But it's pretty cool. And and I actually have one of, I actually got my hands on one of the concert DVDs, which is somewhere on my shelf, and it is pretty amazing. I gotta double check and see if I still have it. I know it's in like in like two DVD cases somewhere on the shelf. But yeah, th- that's pretty cool. Um, I'll go ahead and take the next one because I know Ichigo and Mako's gonna have a field day with the next one, so I am pulling the grill out just in case. The Pokemon Company sues organizers of Pokemon-themed party for copyright infringement. Oh, boy. This can't be good. TPCI, better known as the Pokemon Company International, filed a lawsuit against two Seattle residents on Wednesday claiming the Pokemon-themed party they were organizing allegedly infringed upon their copyright. The two residents attempted to organize the 5th Annual Unofficial Pokemon Packs Kickoff Party. The party would have taken place at uh, the 500 East Restaurant that Thursday of PAX Prime, or PAX. It seems that TPCI complaint cites that the event posters, its Facebook promotion, and its advertised activities as infringing elements. The event's poster used images of the copyright Pokemon characters Pikachu and Snivy, and the event was previously used Pikachu's image to promote the event on Facebook. The complaint also notes that the event would have featured, among things, Pokemon themes, shots and drinks, uh, Smash Bros. tournament, cash prize, dancing, giveaway, cosplay contests, and a lot more. As well as an amazing Pokemon mashup. TPCI complaints notes that it aims to put an end to ob- and to obtain re- redress blatant and woeful infringement of TPCI's copyright. TPCI complaint notes that the event has been organized annually since 2011. The manager of the restaurant said that the event has been canceled. TPCI complaint indicates that the party has sold more than 30 tickets. Oh, wow. They're positively flying out the door. Dude. The dude. PAX East, for like the last five years, has had a poke bar crawl. That shit sells out just like that. Huh. I think part of the issue is that Pokemon is geared for all ages. Pokemon themed party is cool. Pokemon themed party at a restaurant is also cool. Pokemon themed rest party with booze 
and you're in their backyard, not good. And besides, if they went to them to get permission to do this, to use the names, trust me, that would have been an instant no. He said Pokemon Bar Crawl, and a horrid image just flashed in my head. They call it a Poke Crawl, but we all know what it is, so, you know. And that's the reason why they haven't been sued yet. Mm-hmm. Just imagining all of Ash's friends, you know, staggering around on the street, having partied a little too hard. I feel like that's every mature crossover comic that's ever been written where Ash is like some creeper, like super bearded old guy just chilling in a bar, like being skeevy and like hitting on all the young trainers that roll in. You sure we're not talking about I've never seen anything like that before. I don't know. I think somewhere in the darkest parts of my mind, it's a comic that occurred. I don't know. There are some dark parts of the internet, though. And you sure we're not talking about Brock here? Um, well, he just kind of does it normally. Ash is just kind of, like, oblivious. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm writing, like, a horrible, like, fanfic in my head right now. Maybe- <laughs> yes, you are. I don't know. I'm kind of liking the sound of it. <laughs> of course you would. you you seen the parody for We Are What We Are called Re- We Ruin Your Bar? <laughs> no, I have not. I'll have to link it to you later. But, uh, yeah, just imagine, like, all, all I'm like staggering home at, at you know getting completely fucking trashed and uh, you know shit just doesn't go well. Okay, in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Actef says the Pokemon company set up lawyer. Lawyer uses copyright infringement lawsuit. It's super effective. Critical hit. God, chat room's on fire tonight. And what else do we have here? Also, I've, I've seen the horrors of the Pokemon fan. I've seen people who ship Gary Misty, so, yeah. Sarah Ackerman says, one of her friends' exes was homeless Ash at Ohio Con. I could see a... Ash would look like, the, look like uh, Tom Hanks' character from Castaway holding up a sign. Um, spare a Pokeball. Would Pikachu have, like, a red handprint on his face? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you guys are just making this far, far worse. Sorry, I go dark. Like, I'm so pastel. When I go dark, I go, like, past goth into, like, the deepest depths of mirth that you could never fathom. I'm so deep. Blacker than the blackest black times infinity. You don't understand the metal that I withhold. <laughs> I oh, see someone else has seen Metalocalypse. Okay, then. Scream for your cream. It's awesome. <laughs> wow. I think we're going to... So far, I think we're having one hell of a show tonight. God. So I guess you want to move on then before this go, before this makes any more weird turns. Look, No, I think you want us to go on before it makes any more weird turns. Well, you got to understand, it is his fandom, so... I know... But it's not often that we can fuck with Ari's head. <laughs> wow, Maku, you're a real bitch. What? I've got Pokemon in this. I've got something to fuck with your head in this. Don't. <sighs> you know me. League, but I didn't earn any badges. <laughs> That's me <laughs> tapping out. 
My coach, I'll please take the next one. Please, for the love of God. I don't wanna. <laughs> Alright, yeah, Ichigo, this... take it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the... It's all the way back to freaking slutty cosplay again. I mean, how many times are we gonna cover this? Well, this one is slightly different because I, I guess to me it's slightly different because it's coming from a female perspective saying, you know... They all came from females' perspectives. Well, then we should be able to knock this out in under two minutes, then. Sure. So, basically, a article was posted um, basically criticizing the calling of... Uh, calling of cosplayers as sluts um and how basically it's uh you know you shouldn't really be saying these things because you're gonna end up wearing a cosplay that somebody's going to call you a slut over so you're basically perpetuating the entire system uh so her first point is that slutty is arbitrary and I get that I completely agree with that um, that there's no true definition and that, you know, anything you wear could be slutty and that there's no real, you know, there's no real solid measurement for what clothing is and isn't slutty. Um, the two that this person suggests, uh, one being um, the newest kind of Catwoman, in the very skin tight suit with the goggles on her uh, on her hood and Misty um, basically saying that you know Catwoman might be slutty because she's wearing skin tight latex and Misty is almost considered modest because she's a preteen girl and isn't really sexualized in the mo- like in the original media and we won't talk about fan fiction <laughs> but um but again some people will take Misty and you know just because of the size of their boobs it looks you know she's not as quote unquote modest and innocent then um the other one the next one number 2 is slutty girls can't hurt you and by this she means that you know if you call a, sl- a girl a slut to the face like to her face yes she may punch you but that a girl walking down the street or you know in a convention center no matter what the hell she's wearing is not doing you any harm and it's not really affecting you number three is that they're target on your back too and this is what I was going for mm. um, at the beginning that you know, you go up to somebody and you start shaming women, and then the next thing is you're wearing something that somebody may be shaming you too, and it perpetuates the entire thing. Hypocrisy, in other words. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I've argued with, for, against everything in this article before because it's not as simple as, you know, oh, she's a slut just because she's wearing that. Mm-hmm. And I think I've made it clear that, you know, I don't think necessarily that the cosplay is awful when somebody dresses like that. My issue is when they take a perfectly, you know, 
good cosplay and purposely make it so that it is um, very, very revealing. See, thorns too when it comes to cosplay. I know as a bigger girl, maybe I don't have a place to say this, um, but it does it does kind of hurt. I guess the integrity of the actual costume. A lot of the times, I I know that I have seen people who have done it, um, but a lot of the times they don't really carry over a lot of the characteristics of the main cosplay anyway, and the character doesn't. It if they reposition a character to be sexy without doing that, it it really messes with the entire character in general. Um, and a lot of the time, when you're sexing up a character. They're not done that way for a reason. There are reasons in their character, maybe their storyline, or maybe their um, personality that they don't dress that way for that reason. I, and I'm not saying that's the only reason I don't do it. Um, personally, I don't dress slutty or in slutty cosplays or in slutty wear just because I'm a fairly modest cosplayer. Most of my cosplays will cover me, even my um, normal clothes. I'm usually dressed from neck to at least thigh. Um, with anything, just because that's what I feel comfortable with, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, if you're doing a theme, I get it. You know, I've seen the swimsuit stuff, I've seen the bedroom stuff, and when you're doing the entire theme and doing it correctly, I don't care. When you're just walking around a convention just to be able to walk around a convention and you decide that you know you want to walk around the convention in a bikini and you're Iron Man <laughs> that's you know that's when I'm like it, it's it's not the character anymore you were purposely putting a bikini on when this person is supposed to be wearing a full suit of armor and, and honestly the full suits of armor look better when they're done properly mm. and I a female armor in that regard does not cover a lot so um please definitely do iron man some justice and make it so that it's like female iron man armor that would look so badass and see i that is something then that i would accept you're actually you know trying to take the character and portray it differently there's a huge difference than just putting on a bikini and i've seen it done with so many superheroes and it's, you know, it's just, oh, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to be Black Widow. No, you're in a black bikini and a red wig. That's not Black Widow. You don't have, you know, any of her accessories. And obviously she's not going to go out fighting in a bikini unless she's undercover. Under what cover? Yeah. Thing. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, there's just, there's so many of those things that it's not... You know, my issue, at least, isn't over the, you know, the cosplayer and what the cosplayer is wearing. My issue is whether or not it takes away from the character. I appreciate a fellow fighter in the, in the idea of costume and character integrity. You can restyle it the way that you want to restyle it. You could be pajama, attack on titan... If it has the integrity of the character that you are portraying, you know, um... <clears throat> Speaking of female armor, I, rem remembering that, uh, like the newest the Star Wars uh, trailer, there was a female Stormtrooper commander. Mm-hmm. 
and she had you know full stormtrooper armor, but they actually make it look like you know okay this that stormtrooper is the you know the one in charge on the battlefield, and someone complained that it was not sexy enough, or you couldn't tell that it was a woman under there, and the resp the official response was, it's armor, it's it's practical, it's not supposed to look sexy. Yeah. Yeah, somebody had mentioned that there's no uh, defining female traits about the armor. They're the not supposed is, to be. It's supposed to be practical. Exactly. Practical armor is not going to have a weak point right in the center of your chest, which Two is weak what points. those... Well, no, because the boobs themselves would be protected, but the middle of your chest where, you know, that whole indentation for the boobs and female armor goes... That's going to be an extreme weak point in the armor. So all they have so to do is so go right to your chest. Don'ts on the chest too. Well, know? no, because things are going to slide right off of the domes. But with the crease, possibly into the no. into the wearer's face. Yeah, but more likely into the into the crease, because that crease, even if you don't pierce it, is going to go straight into your sternum. And if you hit that hard enough with something, it's going to crack your bone. The whole point of armor is to completely encompass something and not have that happen. To have all of that pressure, you know, be spread out over the entire chest. And there it is. I just posted a link in the chat. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I actually reposted this because I'm a big fan of, of using kind of more unisexual armor. Armor isn't made to be pretty. It's made to, well, some armor is pretty, but most of the times armor is made to help you kick ass and not mm -hmm. have your So um, personally, I really like it. I think it's really cool that she's a commander and she's taking, you know, it, I, I love the way that they replied to this because female armor doesn't have to be all like Sonia, you know, like it it can fit a character and it doesn't have to look like she's gonna just go and do a strip tease later. I'm sorry. Armor is armor and it doesn't always have to be super form fitting or sexy. Mm -hmm. yeah. so. That's one of the good things about Magic the Gathering. They're uh they're they're direct their art directors, you know, pretty much say, Yeah, don't make armor like that. You know, in the artwork. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyone else play Magic on here or is it just me and maybe Mako? I don't play. I thought you did. Nope, I collect cards. They're pretty. <laughs> I used to play and I collect cards and I used to work for a dealer. Um, but I haven't played in a long, 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 long time. I do love the artwork, though. I'm like, cosplay all the pretty dresses, but... Yeah. Cosplay a planeswalker. I, I am sorry. I actually love the angels. <laughs> well, to, uh, they kind of touch back on the whole uh, Misty... Uh, aspect. Uh, I remember Anime Next, I ran into a couple of Misty cosplayers. One is a friend of mine, and one was somebody I, I taken pictures of. I mean, maybe I'm making a bad assumption here, but if I was to compare both Misty's side by side, it seems like the one that I met, it, it just seems like she adjusted her Misty cosplay to show off her TNA. And then Not like well, that one of Misty players. Then that, yeah, that's very, very common to do. And again, it's because it's very easy to do. And I have another friend. She also did Misty, but she did it accurate. She's well-endowed and curvy. But, I mean, if you compare it to, you could tell the one on the left was kind of doing it more for show, and the other one was doing more for accuracy. And it also helps that 
the, the personality that she was giving off as well, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, and I can't stress this enough, um, you, you just, you can cosplay whatever the hell you want to cosplay, but at the same time, not everybody has to agree with it. And that's the big thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, you know, you're cosplaying for fun and nobody should be, you know, arguing about this and we're, we shouldn't be fighting over this. And you're right, because the fights are taken way, way, way out of hand. But at the same time, my opinion is allowed to be different. True. So, Very yes, true. you know, some of these people want to go out and do that. You know what? Good for you. Do it. But... You know, I'm not going to go up to you and say you're a freaking slut and you need to put clothes on. But I'm also not going to not turn to my friend and go, that character design is off and I don't really like it. And you know what? I can do that. And if we, country. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Stardust Megu says, sexy cosplay is fine. People do it for different reasons. But what I don't like is when some people look at the sexy cosplays and says that's the only way to cosplay, and if you don't, then your cosplay is wrong. There's no one way to cosplay. There are many different ways to cosplay. And Sarah Ackerman goes, Amen. That's the Mako-chan preaching I was waiting for. <laughs> um, and to go back, Sarah Ackman also says that she was called a slut for wearing gray bed shorts and a navy blue cami top and her Attack on Titan jacket at Metodicon. But she called herself Bedtime Ymir. Her shorts weren't even, even at Titan. The short was normal. She had on black flip-flops and she threw it together at the last minute. Understandable. The sad part is sometimes what we think is okay and just looks chill to some people, they think, oh, yeah, you're kind of sexing up the character. You need to stop. And there's some people who just want to look pretty and get attention. Mm-hmm. And just think, hey, I'll, I'll sexy up a cosplay. That's a, that's a surefire way to get, my, get people to notice me. It also has to do with your comfort level and your modesty level. You know, personally, I'm not going to go out in a bikini, um, because I, I have friends who are bigger than me, and they can rock that like it's the hottest summer of the year, but personally, I just don't like to share that much of myself with the world. Whereas I'm comfortable with being around people that way and um, not having a straight up opinion on it. But you know, if I see something I don't like, uh, again, like Mako-chan, you can go and you can talk with your friends about you know the aspects of different things and why you like them and why you don't like them. Um, if it makes you uncomfortable, then you, we all just deal. And I think a lot more of it is just kind of not perpetuating a negative vibe about it, but if you want to cosplay that, that's cool. Personally, I like it when you can keep up the integrity of the character. Mm -hmm. Even if you are doing a gender bend, I don't care. If you're doing a slightly sexy cosplay, I don't care usually. Um, it's just when you mess up with the integrity of the character and you're like um, an example that Mako-chan gave earlier where you put on a wig and you put on a black bikini and say you're Black Widow. Well, you know, do something with her bandolier belt, her bullet, you know, bracelets. Do something cool with that. Bring in more of that character. Don't just put on something you bought from Walmart and the $10 wig store and say, hey, so I'm here 
pay attention to me. I'm totally OC and screen accurate and canon and stuff. But yeah, that that only works when you're going to like a lot of people are doing cosplay summer beach parties and stuff. That's where you can get away with that. Definitely. Definitely can see a a cosplay swim party that's totally cool. But when you're trying to actually carry yourself off as an actual character and you're getting pissed with people that aren't paying attention to you because they don't know who you are, <laughs> mm. then, then there's really no way that you can go around and blame people and be upset. And that's all she wrote. Alright. Who wants to take the next story? Uh... I think we're back around, right? Yeah, I believe so. I... Yeah, because you, you and uh, Ichigo both took the uh, that last one. Yep, so... Me, okay. All right, go for it, Ari. <clears throat> Canadian anime vocalist Himeka vents about frustrations working in the Japanese music industry. Okay, 2008, anime fans around the world have loved to trade places with... Would have loved to trade places with Catherine Saint-Ange, better known by her stage name Himeka. The 27-year-old at the time Canadian singer had just won a national anime song ju- contest in Japan, besting over 3,000 people to secure a record, recording contract and guaranteed theme song performance for an upcoming anime series. Unfortunately, fame is a fickle thing. Unable to secure his commercial success for a new work visa, Himeka had to return to Canada in 2014, even as she wistfully stated she wanted to remain there forever. A year later, she's singing a very different tune, tweeting that she probably shouldn't have come to Japan in the first place and regrets her time in the country. Oh, this ought to be fun. This can't be good. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, Roast. Let's see, from 2007 to 13, anime satellite have television broadcaster Animax held an annual singing competition called Animax Anson Grand Prix. The winner of the competition which was open to contestants all across Japan who sang covers of pre-existing anime themes would receive a recording contract of Sony Music Japan and be featured as a vocalist for a future Animax series. While six of the seven Anison Grand Prix winners were Japanese, the contest's second iteration was won by Himeka who had moved to Tokyo to pursue a career in the Japanese music industry. After unexpected victory in the summer of 2008, her debut single, Asue no Kizuna, Bonds of Tomorrow, was used as the opening TV ser- opening theme for TV animated adapt- adaptation of Valkyria Chronicles. After the heady rush of early success, the road again get bumpier. 2010, she released an album of anime covers, but it wasn't until 2011 that she, her first album of original songs, Hime Canvas, went on sale. This was followed by a trickle of video game and anime t- theme performances, usually at the rate of one or two a year, but the outlook was, wasn't was looking good. Complicating things further was the fact that after fi- her five-year deal with Sony Music Japan was up, the company didn't get her a new contract. Without steady work, she was unable to renew her visa and had to you know, go back home to Canada in June 2014. She hmm. had a brave face four days later when she tweeted from Canada that she deeply decided to remain as an active singer and was putting out, was asking record labels to notice her. Let's see. Uh, success doesn't always wait in the places we wanted to. On August 20, she announced that the second type of work didn't suit her. Uh, and that she'll be con- concentrating instead on her other... On the other thing? Hang on, I skipped a bit. Basically, uh, 
She's been feeling frustrated from all the work. On August 24th, she took to Twitter the, the vent about her time in Japan, and she sent out a bunch of tweets that have been deleted. Whoops. Remember, if it's on the internet, it's saved forever. So, regardless of whether the Animax Anderson Grand Prix is judged by purely on the basis of vocal talent or not, the sample of Himeka singing in the, in the uh, video in the article where was I? <clears throat> shows that she's a capable performer. And while there's no denying the novelty of being a non Japanese and a Westerner, drew extra anime attention from the Japanese media. We called her the black ship of anime songs. I believe those try to call sheep, but whatever. Oh, okay. You're referring to the black ships of Commodore Mm -hmm. Matthew Perry. Yes. Much like being a professional athlete means resigning yourself to spending a large chunk of your life in a practice field or living in a foreign country requires making peace with linguistic failures and cultural befuddlements, being a professional singer with a major label is much about dealing with the industry machinery as it is singing in front of fans. As attractive as the end results may be, not everyone is of a personality type that's the happy handling day-to-day aspects of working towards those goals. I, yeah, I could know that if I was in a position, I wouldn't be able to take, you know, about two minutes of the, uh, the fake bullshit that, uh, the record company wants you to be, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, on last week's show, on the second break, I did play a couple of her songs, and, you know, I actually listened to her album, and my first thought was, well, maybe she kind of sucks. I have to admit, except for the first track, her album was really good, and I was quite impressed by it. And I guess it's that the whole st- the standard stereotype, you know, you are a foreigner, you may be good, but you'll never reach this status. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Japan is very, very insular. So, I, unless it's something really quirky or outlandish... Um, something that isn't really being done in Japan, they're really not going to have much notice over a foreigner. Mm. Uh, on the foreigners trying to break into a pretty much exclusive media, like you were saying, Japanese culture is very, you know, encapsulating of itself. There's a guy who is actually a Westerner, and he actually does the animation for a company that's over there. I can't exactly remember which company, um, but he is a Westerner. He is from America, and I think he might even be from the East Coast. I straight up like, I want to be an animator in my life, and that's what I want to do. I, I think we covered that a few weeks ago. Yeah, oh. he he did an interview with one of the... Uh, with one of the internet things mm-hmm. and we covered his story That's so it's cool. yeah it's really really interesting and he he even says he's like you know i i'm i'm going to be here and it's something that i love and i'm going to keep doing it even though the pay he said crap. basically that he was wasting his life doing it because the pay was shitty yeah basically what he was saying was that his physical his physical form was suffering but his artistic soul was was fulfilled and happy and and uh-huh. i think that's a lot of how artists kind of feel about their work we'll either be paid a heinous amount because somebody discovers us but that's usually very rare um otherwise we're just going to fulfill ourselves in the only way we know how sometimes that's you know doing a daily job until we can get to a place where we're just doing our art full time or in this guy's case he actually went to japan pursued it and is now living out his dream even though you know 
he's living maybe check to check or whatever but that's it was a very empowering story to me anyway yeah but not for nothing you know if he was here he could be living check to check too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dad, true true debt so at least he's doing something that he loves and just because he might be stuck eating ramen for the rest of his life Ew. he's at least enjoying himself and that's more than most of us can say about our jobs and hey, Japanese ramen out of vending machines? Don't go, ew. It's pretty damn good. Considering no, I mean, I just have bad memories of sustaining on ramen for extended periods of time. Oh, man, no. You, in, in Japan, they do ramen right. It It is so good. I believe it. And look, ain't nothing wrong with ramen if you know how to stretch it out, prepare it, and be creative, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and th- hearing that story reminds me of my own, you know, sort of being in the tech field, because trust me, I've, I've done some real shit jobs for real shit pay, and people are like, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, and I'm just like, well, right now... It's about all you can do. That's all I can get, and you know what? I, I'm enjoying it for the time being. I, it's got to do... you got to... You gotta do the shit jobs for you get to the sweet smelling jobs. So, holler at that. Yeah. All right, and now we're gonna go back, you know, to this story here, which ties into the open forum topic. Uh, IMDb put out their top 250 TV series of all time. Out of that 250 television series, 28 of them are anime. And that's about a little bit over 10%. It's 11%. And from what I am seeing here um, on this list, they have Mako-chan, one of Mako-chan's favorites. Um, I would assume, you know, it looks like they have one of Ari's favorites. They have one of my favorites. And if it's one of mine, I think it's one of Ichigo's favorites. So, before I read off um, this list... Yay! Sorry. It's okay. I could. S- I, I, I just saw the yeah. post for um, mm-hmm. the new Sailor Moon stuff. There's a new plushy Luna and Artemis. Link me. <laughs> I oh. just shared it on my Facebook. Yeah, we're going to temporarily pause the podcast so I can see what this... No, no, I'm, I'm going to wait till the break. All right, we'll go around... Oh, they look adorable. We'll go around the, around the room real quick. Marco, pick a title. Hmm? Pick a, pick an anime title that you think is on this list. Pretend like I know you, what anime title is on this you, list. Pretend you haven't re- read it. No. God damn it. Fine, I will. Sailor go. Moon. It's not on the list. Ichigo. Goody, goody. That's on the list. Awesome. Actually, uh, Footy Cootie kind of rounded it off at 242. 242? Yep. What? Hey, it made the list. And now there is talk of a new Footy Cootie OAV. Uh, that's so exciting. Oh my god, maybe I'll get my Haruko cosplay done for that and be running around the convention smacking people over the head with my giant guitar of awesome. Or running you people complain over. about how it's not plugged in yet? Or running people over in your scooter. 
I seriously asked for a, for a Vespa. <clears throat> Not scooter. Vespa, thank you very much for my first car. My mom said no. <laughs> I can just imagine you like, belting out the lyrics of Ride on Shooting Stars, you tear ass in that thing. Oh, man. Don't give her any ideas. But that's a great idea. <laughs> I know, I know. Ah. Anyway. And Mako, they have your, one of your favorites here at number 219 with Detective Conan. Yes, I know. Hmm. I've been re-watching Case Closed from the beginning. I just started it today and I was like, yes. And my husband was like, you know how long this anime is. And I'm like, yep. Going from the beginning. Hey, Mako, looks like you have a partner in crime there. Yes, have fun with that. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I had to take a break reading the manga because I got so tired of waiting for the anime to catch up that um, I had to take a break from reading the manga and go back to the anime because it was so damn long. <laughs> and there is no end in sight. This is anime, it never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. Try yeah, that! It's, that on there? It's, hmm? hmm? Sorry, I thought we were going to still go on with the list. But yeah, no, yeah. I know Case Closed is one of the longest-running anime series. If any of you who don't know, it is one of the longest-running serialized anime series um, in forever. And it's supposed to be very long. I'm just hoping Hulu has a lot more episodes than I expect. It's all between Hulu and Funimation, because you know how that if, goes. Well, if you're watching them in English, Funimation only got one and a half seasons. No, I totally, I totally watch subs. I, I, I read really fast. <laughs> all right, because I, I know they got more of more of the series just in Je in Japanese, but I know they only translated a season and a half. And that's only because they didn't translate every episode within the first two seasons. Gotcha. No, I actually understand that. I'm like, where's the rest of One Piece? Oh, I don't think it's going to be here for a few years. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Can we just, you know, give them the list instead of guessing? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Sure. I'm, I'm going to pretty much, I will link it in the chat room. Save for time. So pretty much, I think everybody... Has has at least one favorite in here. Um, there you go. And if you're wondering, uh, Dragon Ball hit number eighty. Japanese dra ver variant of Dragon Ball is seventy-five. Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z hit forty-eight. And how the fuck did the English dub rank higher? <laughs> the fuck. Well, that's because you're not talking about you know, a worldwide voting. This is, you know, mostly us. Okay. Mostly the U.S. Gotcha. Alright. But I, I'm not at all surprised over the anime that is at the top of the list. And while it only hit number 24, it freaking hit number 24 out of 250. And it's an anime series. Yeah, and it's a damn good one. So you can't go yeah, wrong. So with, Cowboy Bebop you, is number twenty-four. You can't go wrong with that shit. You can't. And I mean, it's it's not even that the other ones were very far away from it. You've got Full Metal Alchemist at number twenty-eight. You've got Dead Note, uh, Death Note at number thirty-two. So I mean, it's not like there's a big spread between all of them either. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's cool that 
they even made the list in the first place. And it just sh- it, it just shows that you know adults enjoy animated titles, and that they enjoy these particular animated titles. <laughs> And Stardust Megu asks if any Gundam is on the list. Uh, you'll have to nope. check for yourself. But if you are a Gundam Wing fangirl, I think you'll get along just well with uh, Mako-chan over here. Hi! With her bat duo. Ooh. Yes, I, I have a plushy duo. I'm a big fan of Troa, so this is good. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I've got his, his, his grade Gundam ready to be built. Sitting on my bookshelf, cosplay has just taken my time away from my lovely Duff and Troa, and it, it makes me sad. But they're staring at me, waiting. Very well then. Now that we got that out the way, um, duo. Sorry. Yes, yes, we know. You know I'm going to be annoying you now. Of course you are. When, of course I am. When aren't you? I mean, really. So I'm going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about tonight's show or questions for us, you can just Skype us at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. While that's formulating, we're going to go ahead and go to the open forum topic. Open forum topic where we ask all of you, the fans, an opinion on something in the anime cosplay fandom. Random question. If you don't want to use your real name, put a different name and we'll cover that. <coughs> this week's open forum topic. Your top list. 28 anime t- uh, titles are on IMDb's top 250 television series. So we ask you this. What animes would you put on your list of top TV shows of all time? Um, from Sarah Ackerman, we have Fairy Tale. That number five. Number four is Naruto. Number three is Sword Art Online. Two is Sailor Moon. And number one is Attack on Titan. Uh, Sarah, you need to watch that hack. Seriously. I'm not knocking Sword Art, but I'm just saying, if you really like Sword Art, you're going to love Dot Hack. Dot Hack was like the first, the first anime to really touch on that, and it was, it's one of my favorites too. Dot Hack is amazing. Yes. From Critical Myth, um, Shinji Akari. Sorry. Old Macross Robotech. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Battleship Yamato Star Blazers, another yas. Uh, Sailor Moon, Gunslinger, Obviously. Girl, yeah, Gunslinger Girl, uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, Cowboy Bebop, Attack on Titan, and number one, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, from Kelly, Totoro. Also. Hmm. Sailor Moon, Ranma One Half, and The Slayers. From Serenity Four Ten Eighty Eight, Magical Girl, um, Madoka Magica, and Mermaid Melody Peachy Peachy Peachy. And from Act Def, Hunter X Hunter. All right, so let's go around the room real quick. Start with Mako. What anime titles would you put on your top list of television shows? Oh God, my top list. Uh, definitely Sailor Moon. Definitely Tenchi Muyo. Um, I'm just going to put Gundam as a general because mm-hmm. while I love myself some Gundam Wing, I do like some of the other uh, some of the er- other series just as much. Is G Gundam one of them? 
I have not watched G Gundam. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I, I like some of the old school stuff too. Um, uh, Cyborg 009. Ooh, good call. That one I would have to add to it. It's it's classic, but they're, you know, they keep updating it. So yeah, I have to go with that one too. Okay, uh, Ichigo. Well, I particularly like my horror comedy anime. Um, personally, I do love Gundam, and I do love all my story anime, so I would say Trigun is one of my tops, because it was actually my first anime, even before Sailor Moon. Um, of course, is on my, my list there. But also things like Gantz Ooh. and um, Danganronpa. Um, and I like Case Closed. That was a very good one, too. Um, it, and, um, it also, I think, comes a lot to what particular... I guess factions of anime you like. I tend to watch more of the horror, so mm. Octopus Girl and um, things like that. So um, <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul was really awesome. Uh, but yeah, Helsing. I, I like Helsing. Yes. <laughs> the fucking Nazis. Crazy. Uh. Um, but yeah, so this would be probably my my top one would be Trigun, and then of course Gundam is in its faction all by itself. Um, he's <sighs> That whole franchise, I think, is one of my favorites. The whole Mega Man, Rock Man franchise. Mm. Mm. Of course, the only animated, the you know, animated adaptation everyone remembers is the Ruby Spears cartoon from the mid '90s. Now I've got your power. I don't know. That's not the one that I usually think of when I think of Mega Man. Yeah, that's which one is it? Um, I usually go with the, uh, the sort of chibi-ish one, where he's like a computer game kind of thing. Oh, Mega Man.exe? Yeah. Rock me. And don't forget... Rock Man.exe. It's Mega Man, uh, Anti-Warrior? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one. And don't forget... Mega High! (laughs) (laughs) That thing is not Mega Man. I would love to see a reboot of that series. Alright, moving along. Seriously, bad box art Mega Man from St- Street Fighter X Tekken is a better rep- rendition of Mega Man than that thing. Uh, yeah, He's like Bruce Willis from Die Hard. I'm getting too old for this. Okay, Ari, what would you put on on, on your top list? Well, obviously, you'd get uh, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, and Dragon Ball Z. Those are my uh, gateway ones, so th- that shit's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see, what else? Um, I would go with, uh, what else would I really like? Uh, Trigon, because, no, no, yeah, Trigon, because, um, when I was in college, my, uh, like, one of my newer fraternity brothers was also a, uh, geek and stuff like that, and that's one of the things he ha- he always had on his DVD player. Yeah. And he was pissed when they cut out the when I cut Kaze Wamiri Nikuhu to uh, like 20 seconds at the end, because that's a great song. Mm. Uh, and I'd probably have to go with uh, Azumanga Dayo. Yeah, I agree with that. 
That's one of my top crack animes, though. There's there's respectable anime that you can talk about, and then there's crack anime that you just binge watch. That's definitely one of those crack anime that you just binge watch. Mm-hmm. Osaka is just so amazing. Okay, for mine, of course, Ranma One Half would be on that list. Really, I would have never guessed. Yeah, shocking, isn't it? Um. I'd also would add Sa- the Saber Marionette series because Saber Marionette are no no Saber Marionette J again. For as long as I've been watching anime, that was the first anime that actually made me tear up in the final OAV because it was just wow. Um, that would be on there. I I would throw Lucky Star on there too because that's also a good crack anime. It's like take Azumanga Daio. And just add a crate of pixie sticks and put it on mm-hmm. frappe. Yeah, that that's basically yeah. See the, the the and yes, cowboy bebop. I mean, those would be my, my four. Uh, okay. And if we go into the chat room, uh, live.vognetwork.com, uh, Stardust Megu is a big Danganronpa fan. Uh, Ari, yeah, G Gun to Miss Fun. And Act Def says he's a Hunter x Hunter fanboy. So, hey, we all have that one anime that we're fanboying over. So, now that we got that out the way, I I think it's time for one of the better parts of the show. Oh boy. Strange news from Japan. And I just want you to know, Mako chan. You get the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. I will, I'm, I will throw you as far. I love you as much as I can throw you, and that's not bar. Heart. Broken heart. Broken heart. 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 Bro- heart. I have, I will beat you. Seriously, I was such a bitch this week with picking <laughs> articles. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody started off. Uh, <laughs> I'll do well, soggy bread. Yeah, oh. go ahead. All right. So we're going to talk about some soggy bread today. A man arrested for scamming millions of yen with complaints of soggy bread. Tokyo police have arrested a man for making fraudulent complaints about damp sliced bread and raking in an estimated 30 million yen from unsuspecting retailers in the process. The media have described Takashi Ishimoto, 53, as unemployed. Of course he is. <clears throat> might be a more appropriate title. The Chuo Ward residence reported plan was to alarmingly simple alarming was alarmingly simple, but relied on an amazing amount of audacity to pull off. In the crime that led to his arrest, Ishimoto contacted a retailer who carried bread in Adachi Ward. Posing as a former customer, he complained that the sliced bread he had purchased there was soggy. Afterwards, he would contact the same store, this time pretending to be someone from their own head office. The fake authority figure would request that they bring him some replacement bread and all the cash they took in for the day as an apology to the customer. (laughs) That's a hustle right there. (laughs) It's for my soggy bread. In this instance, Ishimoto was suspected of getting 300,000 yen, and worse, two new loaves of fluffy, dry, 
sliced bread, Sasha would be just inflamed with rage. Portstone by how exactly he managed to convince the store that he was both the customer and company employee, but he must have used a combination of phone, email, and in-person visits. Police say that Ishimoto admitted to the charges and upon further investigation have linked him to a series of cons with the same MO from five years ago. They estimated those losses to be around 27 million yen and Pan Man only knows how many free loaves the scoundrel absconded with as well during that time. Readers in Japan had this to say about the incident. That's genius! Well, there's a new way to make money. That's one professional unemployed guy. Why would they even bring it the day's sale? Is the world getting stupider? Why wouldn't they ask for some ID before handing the money over? Yeah. That's an Also, uh, 30 million in works out to about $250,000. He's making yes. a good... So, at the, five, the incident five years ago and this incident, he made almost a half a million dollars. I'm suddenly thinking of Ranma one half. What a haul. No. <clears throat> Sal Tome, I'll never forgive you for this. You stole my bread. You lousy thief. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, the, the that's the fight that's between Ryoga and Ranma. Like that's yes. the re that's cuz he kicked him in the face and he stole his last the last curry bread of the day at the all boys girl school. Mhm. That's straight up what happened. Yep. So you want me to take the next one? Sure. Go ahead. Man arrested for break-in says he needed money for tobacco and pachinko. <laughs> a 48-year-old unemployed, of course he is. Do we man, sense a theme here? Was arrested for breaking into a rice dealer's store in Chofu, Tokyo. Said he needed the money for tobacco, pachinko, and living expenses. According to the police, Koichiro Nishiyama of no fixed address. <laughs> no surprise there either. Broke into the store in June, stole 55 cartons of cigarettes and 233,000 yen in cash. Since last November, there have been about 150 similar break-ins in Tokyo and neighboring prefectures, adding, adding they are questioning Nishiyama about his involvement in those cases. Mm. Do they have an equivalent for 1-800-GAMBLER in Japan for Pachinko? I don't know. Because I really think someone should get on that. All right, Ranma, last one's all yours. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not the one who found it. I don't care. <laughs> it should go, you should go back into the archives and find the episode where KFC did fried chicken-themed stuff as prizes, and Mako-chan had a field day with me about it. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. I, I I seriously am so so very horrible. <laughs> yes, yes she is. KFC Japan celebrates the Colonel's birthday with all you can eat fried chicken and free for some kids. Yeah. One of the upsides of being a little kid is that you can get presents on even someone else's birthday. But, like, getting your own food pre-cut into bite-sized pieces and having older people carry you around when you're tired, you can only expect to receive bags of party favors to a certain age. A rare exception oh, is... Yes. 
The rare exception is though the birthday of KFC's founder Colonel Harlan Sanders. To celebrate his birthday, KFC Japan is offering all-you-can-eat fried chicken, but the unlimited bird is just part of the chain's generosity on that special day. The chain has come up with all sorts of ways to cook and season chicken over the years, including some that's only available in Japan. However, to honor the memory of Sanders, who's commonly known as Uncle Kentucky in Japan, this all-you-can-eat deal, which is available on September 9th, is just for the Colonel's original recipe version. But just as a man who shall not live on bread alone, maybe shall he do on original recipe. In addition to the chicken, diners can also have as many French fries and soft drink refills as they desire. Women also get a free dessert, though unfortunately there's no equivalent substitute like a free beer for men. The cost for adults is 1,500 yen, which is about $12.50. For younger kids, it's 1,000 yen. Younger children eat for free. Not every branch is participating, there are um, hundred. There's 105 branches that are serving this up, and if you're in Tokyo, you can go to Gotanda, Gakui, Daikaku, Yutenji, Heiwajama, Omori Nishiguchi, Denen Chofu, Sanginjaya, Kyoto, Seijo, Ebisu Ikame, and Tobu Norima Ekimai for your fix. Just remember that you are on a 45-minute time limit. Don't be that one guy or girl, or child, that sits there all day and do that. And we both know somebody that could do that. Totally, if you went to the different branches, you would be able to, like... I don't I don't know if you'd be able to move afterwards, but you'd mm. be pretty full. Really, Mako-chan? I didn't think your mother was up for this challenge. Oh, no, my mother's not. I wonder how they would react to knowing that Nowadays, the colonel has been portrayed by Daryl Hammond and now Norm Macdonald. I'm glad it's Norm Macdonald because Daryl Hammond was doing a... He was doing a really shitty voice. The voice he did was really shitty. Okay. We've made it down to the end. Yeah. So... I think we need a break after that last one. <laughs> you think... Thank you, Mako. You're welcome. <laughs> Beat you. <sighs> we'll be back.
Oh, that was a good episode. I can't complain about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, and looks like I'm go looks like I'll be going drinking after class tomorrow night. <laughs> oh god. You're gonna need it that badly, huh? Well, no. Uh longtime friend uh Toshi, he usually comes into town once a year and I missed him when he came around a couple of years back because the voice actress for Saturn was in town and I got a message from him if I was coming through for dinner but due to me handling legal issues I couldn't go so I was like fuck but, mm -hmm. oh yeah I remember that yep. one and where he's going to drink is right around the corner from my school so you know I think I'll pop in for a couple of drinks and then head on out you know so yeah just remember you have you have uh, training Yes, I know, I know. That's why I'm going to have two drinks, and that's two drinks, and that's it. One for me, one for him. So, Ichigo, what do you think of all of us together now? It's like a big dysfunctional family. Dysfunctional is right. Yup. Mm-hmm. Fun, oh. again. <laughs> Sorry I didn't wake up until six, and like I'm like, no. Well, not touching the interwebs. Oh, let me go on and check. Oh my god, there's messages and stuff. I just sent it as random. I'm like, I wonder if she wants to join all join all three of us or something like that. So, you know. This was, was, uh, yeah. Oh god, it was the worst experience in my life. I don't know what I do with my time. Well, too bad since you signed a contract with your blood, so. Damn it. Yes. Stupid blood contracts. And you'd have to fight Mako-chan's cats, Damien and Storm, to get out of that contract. Can't I just tame them? Can't I just pet their bellies and and dress them in fun costumes and switch their ears and stuff? If you can catch Storm, sure. And Damien would probably claw you to death. <laughs> Damien's nice to me. Damien has calmed down a lot. But he still doesn't like to be picked up and handled. Oh, I would pick him up. No, he I He hasn't clawed me. He's already I bitch. I, I don't even want to know what he would do if I tried to put him in some stupid outfit, but I might have to try. Sounds like a challenge. Well, he's already bitch slapped me once, so, you know, we ain't having that shit again. No, he's, he's really, really calmed down and mellowed out. And he will let you pick him up and, you know, place him somewhere, but he's not one to actually be held. Hmm. Even when he wants to, you know, cuddle, you can, you know, you can hold him up on your chest, but as soon as you go to put your arm around him, he scrams. Okay, very good. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. The hand turn, tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. It's what we do. So we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com. And Ari's Otakon 2010 convention report is up. So you definitely want to check that out. Yep. 2010, huh? 2015. Right. I meant mean. 2015. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Did I just hear a cat? Yep. Thought so. Yeah. It's mine. Ari's 2015 
uh, con report, but you'll probably find his 2010 up there, too, so. Probably. It's been a while since I checked. Mm-hmm. I know that. I feel that. Definitely check out, um, Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio. I gotta double-check the link for Groove. For some reason, our podcast isn't showing up there. Um, but definitely check out the sites where you can listen to our sites on other platforms for downloading and streaming. We just ask if you listen through some of these sites, uh, five-star reviews if you could. That would really be awesome of you. It really would. Uh, definitely check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. That's where we put all of our convention videos. Alright. For some reason, the audio was cutting out on the mix board. There we go. It's fixed. Perfect. Definitely check out uh, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV where we put over our convention videos, uh, masquerades, uh, interviews, all that cool stuff. Um, I think I might start breaking up the com- masquerade videos into little little sections. That'll probably be cool. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, check out our own individual YouTube pages. Uh, YouTube.com slash DJ Ron Messes Me. Uh, Ari22682 is Ari. Jupe Luna is Mako-chan, and I believe Ichigo Gami is Ichigo. I don't know if hers is up. Um, if you want to know, you can always send an email through us, and we'll send it up the proper chain. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow that, our official Twitter page here for updates on the website, information when we're going live, conventions that we're attending, and other cool stuff. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find uh, me at DJ S. Ari is at the Ari Man. Mako-chan is at, over at Joe Videa, and Ichigo is over at Ichigo Gami. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just have to say to everybody who is following us on there and liking everything that we're posting, thank you very much, and we greatly appreciate all the help and the support. As long as you continue to like uh, the page, the articles, the videos, all that cool stuff, we'll bring you more content. If you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdgronmess or that DGronmess guy. Ari's over at Ari Rockefeller. Mako Chan's over at Makoto Mako Chan Kino. And you can find Ichigo over at Farisil, right? Actually, you can find me at Ichigo okay. Gami, but um, if for some reason you want me to link you to my cosplay page for well, any of that information or any tutorials I might put up in the future, you can definitely PM me there. Cool. So it's okay to tell everyone they can find you at Ichigo Gami then? Yeah, I feel like cool. that's just going to be easier. Not a lot of people know my cosplay handle. So Ichigo Gami, if you look for it, it's probably me. Ta-da! Oh, OS7 time. And like I said every week, uh, we're here twice a week, live Tuesdays at 9.30. On course, Thursdays at 2. But if you... But we're not the only geek podcast on Vlog Network. There are other cool shows on network. Uh, Sour Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, Electric Sisterhood, and Girls Gone Wild. And I think Rob, I mean, yeah, I think Rob started up Hoardhouse again. I think. Uh, I'm not sure, but. If it's there, it's there on Wednesday night. These are other uh, geek-centric podcasts that cover other parts of pop culture, science fiction, television, books. There is a podcast here that will suit your, your geeky need, your nerdy need. So definitely check one of them out. So we're going to go around the room. The last words. Ari. 
I'm gonna have four days off and not and no convention to go to that weekend. I won't know how to spend all my time. Well, it'll be so relaxing. <laughs> Marco. Um. Yeah. So Neko Etsumi. I finished it, and I want them to update the game because I want more kitties. Hmm. Ichigo? This weekend is one of my friend's 30th birthdays, so I'll be up in Ocean City, Maryland, having it a really fun time getting drunk and beachy all weekend. So I expect drunk tweets, drunk texts, and drunk Facebook posts? Totally, maybe. I don't know. They might not let me have my phone. Lord. Incident. No, I'm kidding. Ah, uh, my last words. I have all these computer tech boxes. I gotta cut and break down so I can get rid of them. That is it. End of list. We're done. Uh, we'll be back here next week at our usual time. Like I said, uh, podcast time will be changing to 10 o'clock in a couple of weeks. Um, it'll only be a temporary thing until I'm done with those courses and we're back at the 9.30 time slot. Um, and that's basically it. Yeah, so, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. See you later. Night. Yane. <sighs> Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan! You're only doing it because you know I can't fly off the handle at you because of my voice. Of course. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Strongest. You should have seen that coming, dude. I did, but I was giving the benefit of a doubt. You know better. I know. Can I do You want it? me to do it again? No! No. Been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>